everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It is March 23rd, 2022. I spend a lot of time in the car, and when you spend that much time in the car, you spend a lot of time thinking, and part of that time thinking leads you to sad thoughts, Dave. And and today, uh, like so many people, stuck in the traffic trying to go north on the 5, I want to thank all the North County civic leaders that turned 101 and Vulcan into bike lanes so that if there's a uh, DUI accident, it takes nine hours to get from uh, Cardiff to, to Carlsbad. But in the process of driving, and I'm kind of scanning around on the radio, yeah, I found myself on Sirius XM. And Sirius, you know, they used to just be like 50s on 5 and 70s yeah, it's on easy 7. To find. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, now they're at the Pulse and the Bridge and all this other shit, right? <laughs> so I'm stuck in traffic and I'm just watching the clock go by and my wheels aren't moving at all. All of a sudden I'm kind of like, I hear a song. I'm happy to say I didn't sing along. I would admit if I did. and uh, But it immediately led to, uh, as soon as I heard it, I realized, I said, well, this is what I'm going to start with tonight yeah. because I you're really good at this game. The song that I heard that came on and... It was on my radio for about 35 seconds before I, I got a hold of myself. Was was <laughs> Dan Fogelberg, yeah. leader of the band. Okay. So I was ready to go, and then I started thinking, Dave's really good at this game. So let's think about friends of ours that may have Dan Fogelberg in general, and then if we can tighten it down to leader of the band on their playlist. I'll give you the first guy that I thought of. That's easy. Who do you got? Mike Costa. Mike Costa's good. I was going to say Ernie Martinez. Oh, yeah. He has that, too. That's a good call, too. Did you ask him when you saw him? <laughs> no. You got to ask him. I, and then, so I was thinking about who else would we have. Now, Alan Taylor, no chance. No way. Kyle Pfluger, yeah. I think Kyle's too young. I think Flugs plays it on guitar. I think Kyle's too young. And then his son takes off to go ride his bike around the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, Brian Curry's a no. No way. Dan Williams? I think Dan Williams, yes. Yeah. What does that say? Well, I love Dan. I think Dan's comfortable. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> I'm going to get a text. Dan. 11.30. Hey, fuck you. I love yeah. Dan Fogelberg. Then I thought about this, Dave. Yeah. Is there any job in the world more guaranteed to keep you from ever getting laid than being a member of Dan Fogelberg's band? <laughs> and what do you do? Oh, I play the I play the harp for Dan Fogelberg. Get the fuck out of here, dude. There were a lot of guys back in the past. You'd be like, "What the fuck was going on with you?" Yeah. You know what I mean? England, uh, Dan, and John Ford Coley. Yeah. <laughs> Those two pussies. <laughs> Those two pussies. <laughs> I just some of those. Uh, uh, Dan Hill. He shows up on that. Dan Hill's a good one. Little River Band. Yeah. LRB. Dude, that's so fucking funny. And the other guys. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my God. I had to look up Dan Fogelberg just to see if he was alive. Alive? You know. uh, let's go. Let's see. Oh, sorry. I'm going to guess how old he is. Okay. Well, I'm telling you right now, he's not alive. How old was he when he died? He died? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'd say, well, I'd say today he'd be 68. Oh, uh, well, that's a good question. Let's see. Help me with the math here. Let's see. When's he born? He would have been 71. He would have been 70, yeah, 71. 71 this year in December. What did he die from? In August, sorry. He died in December. He died at age 56 in 2007. Wow. Yeah. From? Hold on, I got to scroll down now. Find uh, that shit. Dude, who, 
It says on your congratulations, you're the first one to look this page up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he died of cancer. Ah, uh, that's sorry. Yeah, prostate Can- cancer. Cancer sucks. Yeah. How about that shit? Uh, so, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Dan Fogelberg. Just, Dan Fogelberg. I was just like, God, you know, we were so lucky to be in radio when we were. And I want to thank our friend Jerry Donatio. Yeah. Jerry Donatio was our sales manager at 1090 and just a great guy and continues to be a friend to this day. And so it's like 11 o'clock last night and he sends me this YouTube video. Yeah. And he goes, hey, do you know this guy? And I clicked it on. It's a guy named John Riley. Not John C. Riley, but just John Riley. You friends with John on Facebook? I didn't realize I was friends with him. I probably am. I'm friends with everybody, it seems like. Yeah. So John... Uh, does a podcast, okay? right? And he's got it on YouTube. And this one was probably about 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. And it was just John's thoughts on the old Mighty 1090. Really? Yeah. And you know, it was a great day for me why I liked it so much. And I sent John a note. I said, hey, man, I really enjoyed that. He just came at it from a listener's perspective. He didn't look at it like you and I do and probably a lot of our buddies that worked over there who had to deal with consultants or right ownership or yeah. management that were a bunch of idiots. I am friends with them actually on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. John just talked about it from a listener's perspective. So he talked about, he talked a lot about saw talked a lot about Darren, uh, Scott and Billy Ray, all the shows that were really the threat of that station yeah. for so long. And then he talked about us. And he said, man, I don't even know if Dave and Jeff were ever at 1090. But, but he said, <laughs> which I laughed because I, I was like, out loud? yeah, I was like, I kind of feel that way sometimes too, John. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But he mentioned the podcast. Oh, did he? And he said, man, if you get a chance, check out their podcast. It's really good. And he said, but the problem with the podcast is every time I hear John Quintera now, I hear Jeff. <laughs> And I laughed and laughed. He's like, you know, Jeff's the snarky one on there. And I laughed at that, too. I was like, what? That is that, funny. That's a terrible thing to say, John. <laughs> but um, but it's just really fun. He talked about what he loved with Darren Show and Scott and Billy Ray and, and all, the, all the different guys that had been there. And like I said, he just came at it from a listener's perspective. That's Not, awesome. That's the best yeah, way to do it. Right. And, and for me to just look back. At a time, it's crazy to think, right? That was 2012, yeah. nine years ago. But just to look at it from a listener's perspective and what he liked, and and really, I mean, in a 35-minute podcast, you and I are covered for like a minute and a half. So I had fun just listening to him talk about our buddies, right? Yeah. Talk about what he loved about Darren, even what he loved about Saw. Because you and I obviously have plenty of thoughts on Saw, but Saw was the man in this town for a long time. Until the internet. When everyone realized he was a phony. That hurts. That's the truth. Yeah. I mean, the breaking news just happened to happen at 3.15 every day. Every day. 5.20. (laughs) Stand by. (laughs) Bubba. Uh, Yeah, but but he just likes Saw. And that was cool. That was fun. I got into this. A big reason, as I said, because of Saw. Yeah. Well, and uh, he didn't like Cilio. He didn't like Dan. Yeah. Um. And I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on that, but it was just... It's hard to like guys, to me, in San Diego especially, of people who take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And uh, San Diego, I think, is really good at the people, my opinion, are the people that don't take themselves too seriously of, I'm a star, look at me. And Dan came in with the attitude, I'm a star. 
Yeah. And that's just Dan's personality. I'm a star. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but I'm telling you, I'm a star, so treat me like a star. There's no one else outside of Lee, but it was always tongue-in-cheek. Like, we all knew what Lee was. Well, Lee didn't know it was tongue-in-cheek, but we all did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great point. But otherwise, no, it wasn't. Uh, I think it, it, this town is different than so many others because it's not like that. If you go to Chicago, New York, oh, yeah. Atlanta, you go in anywhere that's a major city. San Francisco, L.A. People go on, turn that mic on, and go on, you're listening to me because I'm a star. Oh. But they don't do that here in San Diego. What about our guy, the brick? Go ahead. Dave, go ahead. <laughs> but, but I love Brick. I, I don't know Dan at all, so I can't speak to that. But but like Saw. But you heard, I, Dan, no, you heard yeah, Dan's show. No, you I know what I'm talking about, the personality. Yeah, I heard the show. And, uh, but, you know, it was like, all right. I almost think, and this is a complaint I have with Darren. Like, Darren has been around this town for a long time. Yeah. And he's had a lot of success for a long time. I mean, coming up on... Yeah, 15, 20 years, right? That Dude, Darren's, been there a long time. Darren's been oh, there a four? long time. I almost feel like Darren doesn't take himself serious enough. It's one of my complaints about Darren. Like, Darren will make a really good point. Mm-hmm. Number one, his interviews are good. He'll make a good point. He'll stand by something that he believes in. And then he'll always end up with this. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> and it diffuses everything he just said for the last seven minutes where we're all sitting there going, hey, it's Darren Smith. If I'm putting my time in to listen to him, then it must be correct. He must be right. But then to finish every sentence with, ah, what do I know? What do I know what I'm talking about? When when 1090 made the decision for whatever reason to let you go, Rosie go, and Sherrod go, I thought they were going to put me in the mornings with Darren. Yeah. And I said this. He and I talked about it. And the one thing that he and I would have had a lot of fun, we never really got to do a show together. Um we would have had fun because we had such a good friendship, like you and I have, like Rosie yeah. and I had, Mike and I had, that we could bust each other's balls and nobody's feelings would have got hurt. And that's the one thing I think that's always missed on his show is nobody's ever pushed back. He could take it. He would. I take- don't know if he could take it. Oh, I think he can. I don't think so. It depends. I think on- Darren's feelings get hurt easy. I think it depends on who's sitting across from him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think he knows what he's doing. But if I was Darren, nothing against you. If I was Darren, I never would have done a show with you. Really? 100%. Why would I? I've had success with the Darren Smith show. Yeah. My own. It's hard enough, as, as you know, unless you believe this is your last stop in San Diego. Yeah. If you get an opportunity to leave, then it's a lot easier to go for one person but, to pack up than to talk the other person into going. But I think, Dave, when it's just you... Three hours a day, day after day. You don't think that feeds the ego? That it's the Darren Smith show, like the Dan Patrick show. I I never talked to him about that. I don't think he would be honest with you. But he said it's a, he goes, dude, it's a grind. Oh, yeah. Every day, it's a grind. And and for whatever, like I heard him, God, he shut Marty down the other day. (laughs) Like he had no time. No time for a show. Poor Marty, he shut her right down. Yeah. He shut her down because it was right after. Right after the the lockout ended, yeah. And poor Marty just says, "Well, you know, the first thing I'm waiting for is who's going to get hooked by a fake insider account and retweet a free agent signing that didn't happen." Yeah, it happens all the time. All the time. And Darren pauses. That's the first thing that entered your head. <laughs> Poor Marty, who adores yeah. him, right? She just backpedals like crazy. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Fletch used to be on that show. I don't know where Fletch is at now. But um, 
They, yeah. I'm about to say, who, who was, okay, I, I feel bad because, look, as I said, I like Darren. I have no idea who's on that show outside of him and Marty. Is there anyone else? Uh, the board up chimes in, but okay. I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, they took over the Caruth slash Jimmy Russell yeah. spot. I don't know. And then, goddamn, I heard Woods yesterday. I don't know if people pick up on it, but to me, there's nothing funnier than when somebody just shuts down a, a bit. Yeah. So they're in Peoria, and it's like, fuck, what time is this? Like 10 to 8? Yeah. They're waiting for guests, right? The whole thing. So poor Ben throws out, hey, LeBron last night passed Carl Malone for number two all time, and maybe in another 51 games, he can pass Kareem and be the number one guy. All-time scoring. Pretty amazing, right? Woods. We're going to do LeBron versus Jordan right now? I don't think so. And Ben's like, we got 10 minutes to fill. Okay, there's nobody coming out. <laughs> and the guy passed number two. Hey, we've already done this about a thousand times. We're going to do Michael Ver- And I'm dying, dude. Because poor Ben, we've yeah. been in both spots. Oh, dude, yeah. That is not, that might sound comfortable, but I'm telling you, Ben had to be irritated by it. Yeah, Ben's like, shut the uh, fuck up. We got four hours. Yeah. If you want to leave here <laughs> with a detached retina, keep being a pain in the ass. But I laughed and I laughed. Ben's ever said that in his life to Yeah, anybody. he said it last night. Told Steve <laughs> on the flight home. I think they drove. Probably. <laughs> no, they they were there today. They, did you hear the show today? They're the big big part of controversies of that show. No, what happened? They had Manny Machado on. Okay. Manny Machado, during the interview, wore a shirt that said, fuck Joe Biden. Oh, he did? And the picture is is um, is cut off by 97.3. It it's cuts off his shirt, but everyone else has it. It's a huge thing going around right now. Tonight. Oh, I didn't see anything. We've been, yeah. no, we've been busy as shit for yeah, two he, weeks. He wore a fuck Joe Biden shirt oh, to the no. interview. And really? so Woods, of course, took care of him and Paul took care of him, you know, within the, in the interview and the way the picture's cropped. But it's everywhere. If you go on Twitter and look it up, Manny Machado, Joe Biden, it's everywhere. What's his problem with Sleepy Joe? I, I don't know. But he, he wore the t-shirt right there during the, during the interview, which is... Big it, Bernie Sanders guy? And so, well, he's not a Bernie Sanders guy, I guarantee it. But here's the, the thing. This is funny that this came up because I was going to ask you about this uh, today as, as you and I are watching the Laker game and they're showing LeBron on TV. I wrote something the other day about LeBron. Just, just threw it out there. And I said, it's, it's amazing to me, by the way, that LeBron, like everyone else, he's 37 years old. He looks, yeah. like, looks ridiculous how good he is. Incredible. And I said, he's, he's, the, he's the smartest, fastest, and... Um, and best player right now in the NBA, and it's it's amazing. And then I, I knew it would come back. I knew people would go after it, go after LeBron, and they of course make it um, you know about politics. Mm. And I said, look, if you hate LeBron James, either he beats you in a big game, yeah. or you're a racist. That's what it comes down to. You can't tell me that dude. He's insane. That LeBron, who has given hundreds of millions of dollars right. away, any kid who has graduated from an Akron public school, he has paid for their college. Doesn't have to do that. He has that promise school that pays for Trust groceries me, seven I days see a week. First hand, yeah. every day. Absolutely, he's incredible. Absolutely. So, he, so going back to something Jeff said when him and I first started when we were at KFMB, when Dean Spanos used to sit there and throw money around, 
He didn't have to do it. And he wouldn't even let us talk about it right. on there. Not saying Dean's the best guy, but people right. go, oh, he only donated 50000 to the YMCA. And Jeff would say he didn't have to donate shit. Yeah. He didn't have to do a damn thing. LeBron doesn't have to do a damn thing. My point in, in LeBron, off the court, he's never been caught, whether it's cheating, Correct. Wh- whether it's arrested. He was never Anything. arrested. Drugs, nothing. Nope. And as much as I love Kobe and Magic, their records aren't as clean as his. Michael Jordan's record isn't as clean as his. So my point was, and some guys, like, fuck him and his politics. And I was like, okay, whatever. I said, here's, here's my argument back to you. LeBron James is a citizen of the United States. He pays his taxes. And He's, he can't win. Because he, if he doesn't say anything, then they're like, you have to be, yes. have a voice. And yeah. then if he does say something, hey, shut up. You can't win. I, I just, and, Dave, and, I'm lucky and, enough to see firsthand yeah. what, what the foundation does. And it's incredible. But I don't care if anybody likes it. I know what I like. I know what my kids like. That, okay. So what I said was he pays his taxes. He's a citizen. He can say what he wants. Freedom of speech. Sure. You know, he's won a couple gold medals for the United yep. States. I think three of them. And I said, in all due respect, he's done a lot more for this country than you and I have, is what I wrote to the guy. And then he lost his mind. Then, oh. it, then it went crazy. And it was. It came right back to it's racial. Of okay, course. straight out, it's right. Just call it for what it is. Yeah. So when Manny Machado comes out today and, and he, he wears a Let's Go Brandon shirt to an interview, I really don't have an issue with it. Because my thing is, you live in this country, you pay taxes, and you know what? If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. The thing is, you know you're going to alienate some people, right? Just like we say all the time. If you're going to take a stance that way, you're going to lose some people that were your supporters, and you're probably going to gain some too. Sure. But that's the way you're going to go. So when he's wearing, wearing that shirt, I'm like, whatever. That's, that's the, one of the best things about living in the United States of America. You can sit there and state your opinion, and you aren't going to jail for it. You aren't seeing what you're seeing in Russia and everything else where cell phones are taken away, and pe- there come the cops and all that stuff. But that's what he decided to do. And, of course, people who you know, aren't in favor of Manny Machado expressing his opinion on politics, they lost their mind. Oh, yeah. I see. You're seeing it right now. Yeah. Did you see I like the what difference the Orioles the- said. Manny Machado still supporting the Orioles and Brandon Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you're a Padre fan. You're yeah. a Manny Machado fan. It doesn't make you go any which way. You go whatever. You do whatever you do, want. Again, you want. you're paying a lot more in taxes than I am. Yeah. You know, you're helping the United States go around better than I am. I'll tell you right now. And so if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. And I don't mm-hmm. blame 97.3, by the way, for editing that picture. For, for cutting it where they cut it. But the fact that it, it got out and it went everywhere today, it, well, all of a sudden the Padres and Manny Machado were in the news nationwide. Uh, wow, even though tough division battles, Manny Machado is wearing a shirt to cheer on fellow infielder Brandon Crawford. <laughs> uh, from Razball, Manny Machado, noted fan of Brandon Lowe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the Brandon Crawford ones even better, right? That's so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it uh, was it was it was everywhere. There are just today. people, Dave, that are not happy unless they're miserable, right? No, that's that's. But he, you know, at the same time, you know what Manny Manny's not like. What Manny knew what was going to happen. Sure, he's not stupid. Well, he's not I, a dumb I, guy. I told you, we never dealt with him, but a very very close friend of mine, family has lived next to him. For his time in San Diego, lived next to him in Coronado. Yeah. And uh, when Manny left, I think he's got a house being built down in that area. Yeah, I mean, God damn, it's not like we live in Nome, Alaska. How long does it take to build a house down there? In this fucking city? Yeah, right. If it was Minnesota, it'd be done. Yeah. (laughs) So when he left, 
he had a party yeah. for my friend's family. Yeah. Nothing but signed items. And it's so funny. He signed a picture because it's my buddy's father-in-law who's retired military. And Manny signed a picture. Hey, Colonel, I'm moving down the block, but I hope you'll still help me with hitting instructions. Love, love you, Manny. And they just said, dude, those are the kind of things, Dave, to me, right? Like, if you want to wear a T-shirt, go ahead and wear your shirt. Yeah. Right? I don't care. Freedom, man. That's what makes it great. And, uh, but I like hearing the stories about who the guys are when there's no cameras yeah. and nobody around. I've heard this about Manny before. And he's for, a better person when the cameras aren't around. When the and, camera's around, he's not a great guy. And for two years, all I've heard is you cannot believe how cool Manny is, yeah. how cool his wife is, and whoever Manny's personal assistant is. And my buddy was like, we're there all the time, and they just, they initiate the conversation. Yeah. Like, they'd be the ones to say, Dave, what are you doing? What's going on? Not like you have to yell to them, and then they play the game. And so, no, I'm glad he's here. I don't, I don't know how long he'll be here because when you look at payroll on this team yeah, and how poorly Preller, what a terrible job Preller has done building for the future. Now, I'll say this, and, and I don't know how you explain it. I text Mud, but I don't know where that would go. <laughs> I, uh, I had the Angel broadcast on today with Terry Smith. Did you hear Terry at all? I did not. I'm not a Terry. I, I love Terry on our show. I cannot stand Terry as a broadcaster. Well, it was interesting to listen to the Angels' perspective on Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. And Mark Langston, Terry Smith doing that game. I get it. It's a second, or second outing in spring training. But, man, they were raving about Gore. Yeah. And he, he was outstanding. The control yeah. and what he was doing. And Dave, considering where he was all of last year, With Larry the year before, Rothschild. right? Uh, something changed, right? And that's and that's really really good news. Yeah. No offense to Agler and Tony, I love those guys, but you're going to get it from the Padres' perspective. Yeah. When you have Padre announcers, but when you have the Angels announcers today, just saying, man. This kid, and they, they didn't talk about the fact that he dropped off. They still look at him as one of the top prospects in baseball. And they were saying, I think Terry pointed out, boy, the, boy, the ball flies in, in Peoria, in the yeah, Cactus League. And they said, I remember Woody Williams used to tell us every year, man, you can't get a grip on anything down there because it's dry. And they said, man, the ball Throwing it, jumping out of his hand. So that's a yeah. good sign. Oh, it's huge. The fact he's throwing 98. Yeah. And he's just throwing it right by everybody. The most important thing is he's not walking, guys. Right. Yeah, he looks like a guy that's ready to go now. Like, all of a sudden, he's a whole different player. Crazy, right? Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's, it's what everyone thought he was supposed to be years ago. I mean, it's amazing how many how long it's taken. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. Good for him. I mean, honest to yeah. God. Imagine the frustrated as Padre fans are that he hasn't been up. Imagine what's going through his head. Yeah. I was the number one prospect forever. Now people don't even talk about me. But I'm, you, I'm a bust. But you know it better than anything, Dave, and I don't care what level you're coaching. Maybe not T-ball, but I, I would yeah. say starting with majors and working your way all the way through, up through high school and college and, and on. You guys know it, man. Uh, in that game, as much as any game, outside of maybe combat sports, 
the mental game is so vital. Yeah. And for him to get his confidence back after who knows where it was the last two years, that's really, really Maybe exciting. Five years. Maybe five years. I mean, right? Well, no, he was he was pretty good before. If you look at the end of 19, he was pretty good. And then 20 is where everything got screwed up because that's when they were at UCSD. But then you're seeing Ryan Weathers getting called up to make a playoff start. No, no. I, yeah, I mean, you're, just yeah. like, you're realizing guys are passing you up. But I thought Weathers got called up in 20. Yeah, you just said 20. No, I know. But I'm saying he was good in 19. Yeah. But in 20 is when everything started to spiral, right? Because they had that bubble that they were in and he couldn't find it. Weathers, as you mentioned, Dave, part of that. 21, he couldn't figure it out. And now all of a sudden, you got to feel like if you're the team and, and Gore, you got to be feeling pretty good. Can Dude, you imagine it, if they had flipped that kid in the offseason? Well, again, it's been two starts, and he's done what he's supposed to do. And through those two starts, he looks good enough to be in the rotation opening day. Yeah. He looks really good. He looks really, really good. I, I watched his highlights today. I thought he looked outstanding. I yeah, mean, that, I don't think Terry Smith was bullshitting a damn no. thing or Mark Langston was bullshitting a thing. I thought he was dominating. Yeah, and they said, oh, you could see why. And he pitched three innings yeah. into the fourth, I think. So that's good. Absolutely. No, absolutely good. Yeah. Good good, good for him. How much spring training games are you paying attention to? Uh, not much, not honestly. Much. Um, it's, like I've said, at work, it's yeah. crazy, and I'm thrilled, you know, that we're busy. But it's just, Dave, it's, it's those days that people have where you, and today, the whole goddamn freeway shut down. Didn't even, I didn't even get in there until nine. But man, you start getting into a project or a couple of different projects, yeah. and you look up and it's eleven thirty, and guys got to get to lunch. And so now I went to lunch at like one twenty and turned the game on and and heard Terry for about fifteen minutes, and that was good. There you go. There, there you go. So I got to tell you something funny. That thought was funny. A funny move. How often does somebody ask you what do you do for a living? Oh, that's funny. Like when you obviously around the most the people you know every day, but I mean, how often yeah. do you go out and people say, "Hey, so what do you do for a living?" Yeah, do you get that question? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. When it when we were doing this every day, I said I was in communications. Yeah, you would never say you host a radio show. No, never. Yeah, and I and so I said it to my wife. I used. I mean, it was different for her because. People she worked with, she kept her last name because yeah. she's a public defender. And I told her, I don't want any of your fucking weirdos knowing who I am. <laughs> fucking weirdos. <laughs> Guilty till proven innocent right here. These <laughs> colors don't run. I don't know why those, I don't know why that has anything to do with each yeah, other. I don't either, but okay. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm keeping my last name because I don't want any of your fucking weirdos knowing. I said, what's that supposed to mean? Um, but like, you know, it was funny too, because I, I was in Toronto and, uh, I'm going to dinner Yeah, and a friend of mine's like, Oh, I want you to meet this person. Cause they do this and this and this. I'm like, no, you said no straight I up. I said, no, I don't have any interest in that. Really? I don't. I don't was I your want, friend trying to just show you off or just say, I want you to meet this person for the fact they, that they you guys are friends and I'm proud you're my friend. That was probably it, and it was probably just me being a douche, which is pretty easy for me to do. But it's like they 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 walk the same path. Yeah. They do the same job. And to me, oh, it's like... I got you. And to me, so this was the thing that 
my wife and I'm like, this is, I cannot encourage this enough for couples. I cannot. This is my free, unsolicited advice from the divorce guy. But my wife to this day says it was one of the greatest things we ever did. And that is do not force your spouse to go to your work functions. Or high school re- reunions. That's right. the worst. Another one. But right. the fucking stories that you aren't part of. Oh, God, the worst. And so I, she never, she was very proud of me. There's things that show up all the time. She was very proud of us. She loved Dave. She loved Rita. She loved the show. But she had no interest in going and listening to three hours of radio stories. And there was nothing I had less interest in than going and listening to three hours of lawyer stories. You know, I had Judge Murphy today, and he tried to sit me down on a 917A. I said, what the hell? And then the plaintiff, and I'm like, fuck. Can you just sentence me right now? I haven't even done anything wrong. Just send me a Donovan. You're all so fucking boring. Shut up, come over. And so we just said, you're, you're free and clear. Unless it's something where the other person knew, like, hey, go to this thing. It's not going to be radio stories. And if it is, then I owe you dinner at Ruth's Crisp. But, uh, and, and so, yeah, and things like that were just people hanging out. But I, I never had to go to lawyer parties, never had to go to their Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, everybody get together, please. We're going to do our in-house awards. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, if you were in there and heard Tom's motion on the uh, incredible, you know, hazardous water case. Fuck! I wasn't. I had a life. Uh, right? But it's just like us. Well, you know, we did this show at spring training, yeah. and it was so awesome because we had Doug Marabelli on. <laughs> you remember Doug Marabelli? She's like, No. I yeah, don't. That'd be my I was wife. trying to save somebody from getting executed. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's more important than the Padres' backup catcher? Agree to disagree. Um, but those were the only times. Yeah. So she had friends, and it was fun. When I would go to the office, she had yeah. friends that were really, really nice that knew the show. And, and like I said with John Riley and, and others, if people know this show and are nice, God damn, Dave, I got to tell you, I probably got 11 dms that i have to return i got them all thank you to everybody that was so nice to reach out to me about saturday and sunday the anniversary of erica's passing i'm in a much better place today saturday and sunday were insanely tough but every one of those messages just means so much to me and i will i promise you i'll respond to every one of them it's just a little bit of a hectic time but uh those guys man it's so nice but now, for the most part, I just said I sell lawn furniture. Why did somebody ask you? No, it's funny is um, Josh came to town yesterday. I picked oh, him nice. up. And he, so he was telling me, you know, about people that ask, what do you do? Yeah. And I said, you know, it's funny. I don't get that a lot. You know, and people kind of know what we do. We've been here a long time. But then uh, my dad was always that guy. Always asked people, what do they do? Or I'd be with a friend and say, what does his dad do for a living? All the time. That was always my dad's first question. Mm-hmm. And I always used to say, I don't know. I didn't ask. It's something kids don't ask. Yeah. What does your dad do? Right. And I never wanted to ask that question because I was always afraid the answer back would be, my dad's out of a job. I didn't yeah. want to do that to a kid. So I just never asked. My dad would get all pissed at me every time I wouldn't have an answer for him. So Josh told me, he goes, he has this move. He's been, he's been using the last couple of times he's been out. Again, he's new in Nashville. 
Did you see what and, his mom did to him, or what your mom, mom did to him today? Go ahead. You can explain it. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, After. Okay. I just, I swear to God, Dave, it was so busy, and I was so stressed out, and yeah. that shut down everything. I goddamn, dude, that struck me so funny. So, oh, I'll finish this real quick. His, yes, his please. Mood. Sorry. I'm sorry. No problem. But you can go ahead and, and share it. So he goes, he goes, yeah, people ask me all the time. I'll go to parties. and get invited to things. He goes, um, I'm at a party, and people are standing around, and this lady comes up to him and goes, what do you do for a living? And he says, you ever hear the website Pornhub? Oh, God. And then she goes, yes, I have. Well, what was the last thing you looked up? And Dr. Porn? Oh, well, I sold medical software back east. And then, <laughs> dude, that's what happened. Everybody, everybody at the party Ooh. died laughing. And the girl's like, why did you do that to me? And he goes, I just wanted to admit in front of everybody here that you watch porn. Yeah. And that's what, that's his move. Dude, that is awesome. So he just says it straight as can be. You ever hear of Pornhub? And then he gets them to admit they watch porn. And then what kind of porn they watch right in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, I just sold medical software, East Coast Division. <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck? Dude, you did it on the airplane Dude. yesterday. Yeah, it's fucking, it's a great move. It fucking made me laugh. I go, this, that's Dude. hilarious. That is, dude, that is such a good move. <laughs> like, you don't even go like, I'm jealous of that yeah. or anything. You're just like, that is so good. I love it. <laughs> that's his, his go-to right now. <laughs> and I was like, you did it to someone on an airplane? So when the person boarded yeah. the airplane, everyone's like, God, that's the lady that likes massage porn. Yeah. <laughs> I like her too. I like you. That's, that's, that's the move. That's so anyway. awesome. Uh, he said a thing today. That made me laugh so much because, and I think, too, he probably gets it. When you're traveling, you're always, I don't know, Dave, for you. I don't travel like he does or like you guys do. He, man, he yeah. travels all the time. Yeah, we're getting ready to ramp it back up a lot over the next uh, six months. Toronto twice, yeah. Atlantic City, somewhere else. I don't know. There's a bunch of them coming. So, um, but, like, my kids were mocking me. Because I have a pair of Bose yeah. earbuds. Yeah. I've had them for 18 months. And until my flight last week, it's the first time I've ever used them. Do you love them? Love them. Yeah, they're great. My son's like, just give them to me. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not giving them to you. But when you travel, and especially with something like that, I'm always afraid that, like, when I go, I always check a bag. I don't care if they charge me yeah. 30 bucks. Fuck yeah. it. I don't want to be yeah. dragging everything. I'm with you. So everything gets packed in that. And then in a backpack, it's usually just, you know, my phone, a brick, you know, charger brick, um, pararine glasses, right? Yeah. Book. And that's it. Really light. Throw some gum in there. We're yeah. fine. And, but now I had these earbuds. And there's, everybody knows they're just in that little case. And you're just terrified you're going to yeah. fuck up and leave them. And you're going to be out 300 bucks. So Josh sent this thing, put it out on social media today. God damn, it made me laugh so hard. He said he couldn't find his. Yeah, he lost the, the, the box. The, the box. Himself. Yeah. So he sent a note to your mom. And he said, hey, can you look and see if my, uh, I, I. Airbuds. Uh, Airbuds. In case is there. And she sends a picture, and she goes, is this it? And she sent a picture of the computer mouse. <laughs> Dude, I've known your mom a long time. I love your mom. What did he say back? 
Did he say? Did he say anything? What yeah. his answer was? He just said, "No." He just wrote back, "No, that's the computer mouse." <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, Dave, it struck me so funny. I was like, "Holy shit, what is going on there?" Oh my god, poor Ruth, <laughs> trying to help. Is this it? No, that's the desk chair. <laughs> Dude, and he just outed her. Oh, that's with, with no shame at all. But yeah, dude, he's such he's like such a fun follow on Instagram. He's 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 a funny kid. He's a funny kid. He's a great kid. Oh my god, that is so damn funny. That, that, right. yeah, How long is he home. here? He dude, he, well, he's he can works from home, so he's been working from home out of Nashville. But there's yeah, here's the deal. There's no state income tax when you live in Tennessee. Yeah, nice. It's the reason why the public schools suck, but they lose no state income tax. So he's he's here actually for two months, and he's oh, here nice. for two months. A couple of reasons. One is I'll will tell you really good news. Um, one is uh, you know Easter and family and everything oh, else. Sure. The other big thing is I found out just two days ago. Rita's officially a doctor. Hey, how about that shit? So hey, she, she, she graduated uh, um, half a year early, and she gets to walk in May, and she's the no the way, fir- dude. First doctor, Palais. No how, how way. How crazy is that? Yeah. So, so, so yeah, officially she's a doctor. It's dude, fucking that, nuts. I'm not calling her doctor. You, you got to call her doctor. I think she earned it. Yeah. You know? You, can I say you think so, doctor? <laughs> dude, it's my favorite line in Boogie Nights. It's my favorite line in Boogie Nights. What, how, what is... Oh, my God. He, he says, this happened to a girl I was with last week. Maybe I need to get new shit. Oh, you think so, doctor? Yeah. <laughs> that girl's ODing on his coke. That guy, who was that actor? That guy died like a year later. Like, couldn't even see the the how, how big that movie was. <laughs> I don't know. You and I love throwaway lines in movies. It's a big shot. <laughs> when that guy, when they pull that girl out of that room in Boogie yeah. Nights, and they're taking her out, and Scotty opens the door. Yep. Is she okay? Shut the fuck up. Just blood pouring out of her nose. She's unconscious. Scotty. That was, was on last week. I just saw it. We're on HBO? Yeah, it was Cinemax or HBO. One dude, of those. I, it was so goddamn funny, dude. I tell you what, if you're not watching the winning season yeah. on uh, HBO, you're you're blowing it, son, as the great Angelo Dundee <laughs> used to say. You're blowing it. Um, my God, Dave, that show is so goddamn good. And I ordered the book. What happened today, Amazon? That shit was supposed to be here today. <laughs> Because my book. What the hell happened here? Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't look to see. Yeah, it just made me think. Like, the fuck's my book? Um, I'm reading Matt Coyle's new book. Yeah. <sighs> good? Fucking guy is so good. With your kids being out of town, you getting a chance to catch up on some of this? Yep. And uh, Coyle's new book out in November. It is goddamn awesome. But let me see my goddamn orders. Arriving tomorrow. Hey, fuck you. Watch this. This is what I always do. When they run in a lay, day late, fuck you. Cancel it. No, you don't, do you? You yeah, cancel? Yeah. Why? Yeah, Jeff Bezos fucking goes, what the fuck happened to Jeff? Yeah, they promised me the book today. And uh, fuck him. That's, <laughs> That's it. So what are you going to do? Not go with the book? No, fucking. I think I have a Barnes & Noble gift card. So I'll get, it. <laughs> I'll get it when I'm done with Coyle's book. You're teaching them a lesson. I am. I, hey, fuck, I'm not your goddamn patsy. Anyone ever call you a patsy? No, I just think about Lee Harvey Oswald. Remember when you'd watch JFK? Yeah. And they all said, I'm a patsy. I'm nobody's patsy. Shut the fuck up, Lee. <laughs> it's 
Oh, my God. Right, a few things I want to mention real quick. Okay. Tommy Pham, one-year deal with the Reds. Thank goodness he's not coming back. Thank goodness. Right? Right. Absolutely. Not, why do we need Pham when we got jerks in profile? <laughs> Malcolm Butler signs with the Patriots, which I think is hilarious. As my kid told me, what do you think the selling point was to Malcolm Butler? Hey, if we make the Super Bowl, we promise to play you this time. Yes. I mean, <laughs> what, the, what, yes. the, what the hell Right. Right. <laughs> His last game he was he was benched for the Super Bowl. Had no idea he was about to be benched, and then Tyree Kill traded to the Dolphins. Today. How about that? That was how about all the picks they? What did I see? Five it picks. A, it was a ton, and then first round, second round, all this shit that went through. But I'm sitting there going, Jeff and I went to the Chiefs game uh-huh. uh, when they played the Chargers this year with Walt Jeff in December, and you're sitting there and you go, well, you can't double team everybody, right? The right. only two guys are going to get the ball. It's either going to be Hill or Kelsey, right? Well, now it seems a lot easier to fucking cover Travis Kelsey if you don't have Tyreek Hill. You know, like Juju in that offense? And so, he's not Tyreek Hill. Dude. It, you know, Dave, just knowing the history of Tyreek Hill, it's so hard to even have I don't pre- root for that motherfucker at all, but he's so goddamn good. He's so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he's out of the AFC West. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, that was wild, man. Yeah. The NFL... I mean, this has been an insanely exciting offseason, right? The NFL? Dude, it's been great, and it's happened at the same time baseball's been going on. Yeah. Like, we've never experienced anything like this. But it this. overshadows baseball. Yeah. Including Brady coming back, which happened when I was yeah. gone, and and all those different things. Yeah, it's just the NFL's yeah. so great. It's just so great. And, and you know what? You guys are right. You guys all say it, <laughs> and Dave and I forget it, but you're right. Being a Raider fan is great. <laughs> and for all of you that grew up in this town... And cheered for all those pussies in the yellow pants. <laughs> hey, man, that was a decision. Now, maybe you were that was forced on you by, by yeah. your dad, who was a big Gene Klein fan, yeah. or, or believed in Sid Gilliam. Hey, uh, all right, that's fine. It's fine. Maybe they all love Tommy Prothrow, and they thought Lyndon King was underappreciated. Hey, that's fine too. But you know what Dave and I did when we were young? We said, bullshit. <laughs> we're going to cheer for the guys in the silver and black. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. You guys had Tom Kelly. Now, Tom wasn't nice enough, fella. Met him a couple of nights at fight nights. Great USC announcer. He was a Charger announcer. But guess who we had? Bill King. Yes. Who the ref said, told man, get your big fat butt out of here. He says, okay. <laughs> Holy Toledo. The greatest call of all time. <laughs> Old man Willie, even though it's against my Vikes. Yeah. We had Bill King. Yeah. Who called games with no pants on. No, it's true. That's a true story. First thing he did, walk in that booth and take his pants off. And yeah. Throw them in the back of the back yeah. corner. I mean, that's who we had. And <laughs> that he, Jeff is not lying. That yeah. is a true story. You had John DeMott, Phil Stone, <laughs> Pat Curran. Hey, good for all those. Good for all those guys. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, my Dan God. Rowe. Yeah, oh, my God, Dan Rowe. Remember Dan? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's One-eyed fun. Leitner. <laughs> One-eyed Leitner. <laughs> All of them. But, God damn, being a Raider fan oh is my just, God. It's as good as it gets. Dude, I, okay, so I had a funny conversation with a, a friend of ours yesterday. Okay. okay. I'm not going to say his name on, on this show but because he doesn't do uh, media. Okay. And we're talking about Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson getting his $230 million guaranteed contract. And and I said, the NFL should have stepped in and said, no, no, no. Right. You aren't fucking working out deals for a guy that has 22 cases built up against him. Okay. And and the NFL didn't. The NFL basically wouldn't let things play out and then possibly suspend him later on, whatever else. But there are 22 cases pending. He didn't play all last year. 
No. And so we're kind of discussing it a little bit. And I said to him, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I have one of my representatives contact every girl and go, I'm offering you a million dollars a piece to drop it. I'm going to pay, pay off. I'd offer you each $4 million. And so whatever, you have $230 million yeah. guaranteed. It's, yeah. it's going to be worth it. Just yeah. get back on the fucking field. Yeah. So then I, of course, next question to him was, Hey man, would you let Deshaun Watson jerk off on you for a million dollars? And he goes, fuck yeah, I would. He goes, I would say in the middle of it, Deshaun, do you need help? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then he's like, dude, a million dollars. You know what that means? And I go, yeah, but even though you see a million yeah. in your bank account, you're going to be thinking, what, Every did day you, what did you do when to get that? When you can't stop crying. <laughs> Every day when you start crying. When you go to buy a new house and you're paying for it with that money, you're going, you yeah. know what I did for this money? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to shake. Yeah. <laughs> No pun, uh, no pun intended. Uh, may not be for your buddy. And I know as soon as I said it, I know right away you're going, I knew who the fuck you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Okay, <laughs> of course. There's only one guy that would say, without a doubt. He'd probably do it for five yeah. grand. Yeah, it was like bad enough that he said that's that would be his plan. But when he said uh, in the middle, I would say, Deshaun, do you need help? I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get your darts. Get the fuck out of my garage. <laughs> how how do you give that guy that money, man? If you're, I mean, if you're Cleveland, right? Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. It is actually embarrassing. It's terrible. I'm glad the Vikes didn't do it. I'm glad the Dude, Raiders right? didn't do it. Me too. Me too. Uh, and uh, whatever. If anyone's going to do it, you go fuck. Of course, Cleveland would do it. But 100 percent, the NFL, I think, has fucked this up because the NFL yeah. has always said you got to protect the shield. Terrible, man. This is not protecting the shield. There are a lot of female fans out yeah, there. Yeah, terrible. It's a bad move. It's a bad move. If you own the Cleveland Browns, I know you, your character. You wouldn't allow that Can't shit. Can't do that, man. No. For me, looking at the people that have been such a huge impact on my life, continue to yeah. be an impact on my life, you know, uh, you want me to go and explain to Lisa Ann <laughs> that I'm going to hire a guy that gets jerked off and fire rockets. Well, that's probably not the right example, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, there's it. no script here, okay? <laughs> God damn. Okay. <laughs> that's an issue. I got you. Would you say a tissue? What's that? <laughs> what? Weirdo? What's the matter with you? You gotta take it way too far. Oh my gosh! All right, here, here's something else I gotta okay. throw at you. They're talking about all these rule changes that are going on. You hear? No, wait, the ghost runner's back. It's gross back. Although I mean, it's not a ghost runner; it's just a guy on second. Jeff's hundred so percent right. It is so dumb. I thought they got rid of it. No, Everything back. was fine. Everyone says bring it back. The games are long enough. I'm like, this is this is insane. So they bring it back. Okay, I'm gonna throw something at you. Tell me if I'm if I'm crazy. Okay. Okay. Honestly, what is your opinion as a baseball fan? Sure. My feeling is they should do what they do in high school is if, you, let's say you're a starter, you start at first base, and I pull you out of the game. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, the score was 9-2, to two, now it's 9-7. Yeah. I'm re-entering you back to your position in the same spot in the, in the batting order. Well, I love the, the Otani rule. The yeah, Otani and that's rule. a high school rule. Yeah, the Otani rule is even if you're pulled yeah. as a pitcher, you can continue to DH. Yeah, so in high school, when I write on the, on the lineup card, I have one pitcher that hits on my, okay. on my team. You have to write... P slash DH, which means when he's out of the game, yeah. the pitcher pitches, but he still bats in that bat spot in the batting order. Well, I think that probably applies to Otani's the only guy. Yeah, it's an Otani rule. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's great. It's great for the entertainment, it's great for the, the fans. Game. Yeah, absolutely. 
But for you, yeah, being able to put guys, yeah, I mean, they do it in the NBA, they do it in the NHL. Right? Can you NFL. imagine LeBron coming out of the game in the first quarter after and eight minutes done. and go, all right, well, I guess LeBron's done. It yeah. makes zero sense that a guy in full uniform getting paid can't re-enter a game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody would care. Yeah, it, right? it, it's one of the, well, you know, there would be some people go, oh, this is bullshit. But for the fans, I think it makes all the sense in the world to know that, hey, if the game I, got tight, the star player could re-enter the game. I just, I'll say this. I, I went to my first game. I was so young. I watched Eddie Bain pitch at Met Stadium. Yeah. I, I don't even know how old I was. All I knew was that I went out. We sat way down the left field line. You couldn't see shit at the old Met Stadium. And then every year I would go two games a year. I'd go to Jacket Day, okay, which was basically like a plastic poncho. Yeah, yeah. And if you, always, you could put your thumb through it if you yeah. pushed hard enough, yeah. Yeah, and it was always like red. And it had like the Twins silkscreen logo on it. Okay. And then uh, we'd go to Bat Day. Okay. We'd go to Bat Day every year. And they had the old aluminum, and everybody just banged those bats on there. And Dave, there was, and then I started going to games here. Yeah. When I was, I don't know, 83. There's never been a time in my life when we were working games or going to games or buying tickets um, where I was upset about the length of the game. Yeah. There have been nights when I've had kids that got to get up for school or I had to get up for work. All right, that's on me. Yeah. But I, I like. The way a ball game goes. I like the idea that, you know, I like watching the pitch count, right? Like, we're watching Shane Bieber pitch from earlier today against the Dodgers. Guy like Bieber, I want to watch and see, like, in the fifth inning, where is he at? Is he in the 30s or is he in the 60s? Where is he at pitch count, right? And what's his velocity? What's he doing? I'm not sitting there going, God, I wish this game was five innings. Don't fucking go. Yeah. Like, don't go. Uh, that's the shit that makes me crazy. So when, you, when you're doing stupid things like putting a runner on second base, to me that messes with the integrity of the game. I'm with you on that. I'm with you I, on that. I'm with you in, in hockey at the end of the shootouts. I'm with yeah. you on that in the NFL and overtime. You, you, the yeah. clock should be, hey, we're going to play 10 minutes and we're going to play to the end until well, somebody is leading after those 10 minutes. If not, we're going to play another 10. Yeah, the shootout has been great for the NHL. It has been. I, try, yeah. try, I love it. But yes. it, to me, it's not the game. No, but it's it's fine because why, then why don't you do the shootout first? No, because you want to yeah you want to try to give it you get it and they've done you wouldn't sell a lot of food. No, they do a five minute overtime and they cut it down to four on four, which is three forwards. Yeah, uh, usually two forwards, one defenseman, and the goalie, and it's really wide open. Like if you're there at the NHL and the game goes to overtime, it's wide open. But if not. There are fans that love that, but they want to see the shootout. Yeah. And the players like it, too. And they're like, all right, we got a point. We'll take it. And now let's take our chances, our best guy against your best guy. Let's go. Mano a mano. Uh, and it's really fun. And it's great. And it, that has been a rule because, goddamn, overtimes. They had games where guys were going five overtimes. Oh, yeah. It's too much. And Playoff overtime is awesome. Playoff overtime is different because yeah. there's no... Yeah, you're not doing shootout then. Yeah. No, it's great. And that's fine. That's yeah. the way it should be. But when you're doing back-to-backs and travel and everything else, uh, yeah, shootout's been... That's been a huge win-win. But, um, but yeah, some of these other things, I, I don't have any problem if they decide to go to robotic umpires. Because we've that's seen That's what that. I want. That's what I want. Yeah. And I think that would be fine, too. 
But you know, eliminating the shift is stupid to me. I agree with that too. Uh, I just to me between it's like, the lines, you should be able to put your guys anywhere yeah, you want. Go ahead. It's up to me. Let me see what I could do. So I don't know. I'm excited to have it back. All right. Hey, want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor Van Pools. First thing Jeff said to me, he says, can you believe this weather? Yeah. Look how nice it is out there. It's absolutely incredible. Right now, literally have two fans going in this garage. Oh, it is, so perfect. It, it is a great night. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor is standing by. Look, your pool for you is right there. All you have to do is call that number, ask about the available financing, and let's start the process. Let's get you that pool. We're proud to say, hey, come on over to my house. We're going to have a great time because Alan Taylor made it possible. Full remodels, commercial and residential. Alan Taylor's your guy. Don't forget, Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor's who you want to talk to. It's a guy we recommend all the time at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Laughing today, getting in the car when it was 91 degrees in Carlsbad yeah. at one thirty. And laughing because a week ago today, this morning, I was in snow in Toronto. <laughs> and it was cold and rainy. Yeah. And uh, I'm walking around down on this uh, area called uh, the beaches. Really fun part. And I, I encounter a guy, homeless guy, who's sitting there in a wheelchair, right? And uh, we're just chatting. And he goes... He goes, hey, man, what about the weather? I go, damn, dude, I'm from the States. This is nuts. He goes, you ever been to London? I go, yeah, I lived in London. He goes, doesn't this feel like London? I go, yeah, man, it does. It feels like it. And anybody who's been there, like I said, you go from cold, wet, rainy, snow. I was in a blizzard nine days ago. And then today you come out and it's 91 degrees. It's exactly what Dave said. It would be a perfect day, and especially tonight, Get out of the car. It's 75 degrees down here in East Lake at 8.30 tonight. Yeah, what a perfect night for a tailor-made pool. And if you haven't made that decision, make it now. We always tell you financing is available. And with gas uh, in Carlsbad today, it's six twenty-five a gallon. Wow. Man, why would you go anywhere else? Just have that pool built and hang out in your backyard. Absolutely. You want to call Dan Williams right now? Let's get your financing in check. Dan Williams is the person that is coming up with more and more ways to help you pay attention to fix your life. Don't forget about his free ebook, no email or registration required. It's sandagolending.us forward slash inflation. Again, that's sandagolending.us forward slash inflation, I should say, inflation. And look, here's the deal. Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday, of course, he puts the videos up on YouTube all the time to help you out. We talk about this, and people say that all the time. You see the jokes coming around on, on Instagram saying, you know, hey, how do I do my taxes? I don't know. I went to public school. They never <laughs> they never yeah. showed me how to do my taxes, how things work money-wise. Let Dan help you out, get you back on track. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Talking to uh, a good friend of ours today who has to move and just the struggle of finding a place where you can rent and you can rent affordably. And yeah. it's incredibly difficult. And I get it. The housing market's tough right now. But why are you paying somebody else's mortgage when you can pay your own? It starts with getting your finances in order Dan sent me a video, and I'm trying to check it out, but I'm having the toughest time playing it on my phone. But I'll give you an update. Sent me just a really cool 45-second video. He said, hey, check this out. So, Dan, my apologies. I'm having trouble getting this to play, but I'll check it out. But the Calm video series, you can find the link on our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. They're just they're, they're so informative, and they're so well done by Dan, and the messages are so good, and so many of them are going to be on topics that you look at and you go, oh, yeah, I've had questions about this. It's like Dan 
Dan's kind of like uh, Siri. Yeah. In the sense that he has that uncanny sense to know what it is. Yeah. Like when you're like, oh, I need toothpaste. And then all of a sudden there's nine ads for, <laughs> for Colgate on your phone. You're like, how the hell did this happen? Uh, well, Dan's not like that, but it just finds he speaks your terms uh, when it comes to finances and getting your, your money in line, 858-688-6813. Jeff just mentioned the real estate market. Right now, Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to. If you're looking to sell your home, you want to get the most for it, Brian's the guy. I have a good friend of mine who told me he's ready to move, and he's ready to move because the HOA is out of control where he lives. Oh. And I said, well, what's going on? He goes, oh, man, I got neighbors are giving me a hard time. I go, didn't he just move into the house six months ago? And he goes, hasn't gone at all like I thought it was going to go. And I was thinking, I go, what are you talking about? You live in a nice neighborhood in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And first thing I said is, how many cars do you have? Yeah. Because he has a bunch of people living with them. Oh, goes, yeah. I have eight. And I go, eight. dude, it's not their fault. The yeah. deal is that you're, you're taking up the entire cul-de-sac parking. Nobody yeah. can invite friends over and park because everyone else right. is going, what the fuck? So he's like, what the hell? He goes, you know how hard it is to find a new place? And I go, that's why you need a pro. That's why yeah. you need a guy like on, Brian Jay Curry. <laughs> Help you out. You and your eight, got cars. eight cars. He's telling me his parents are living with him, his four kids are living with him, his wife and him have a car. He goes, he has eight cars. Damn, it's and like Selena's house. Just, <laughs> and just filling up the whole goddamn cul-de-sac. Yeah, how great. Brian Curry can help you too. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. He used to love Saw's bit when he said people would put the for sale sign in his front yard. Yeah. That's such a funny line. Like, nobody ever did it. Nobody knew who Saul was. But that was such a great bit that he put. Hey, real funny. Come out this morning. My wife sees a for sale sign in our front yard. That was such a good bit, dude. Like, how the dope. But that's what we need to do to yes. your buddy. We just need to go over there and pound that Brian Curry sign right in his front yard. First sale. Get him out. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. And And we're talking... Right, because I'm trying to do something by the end of the year. Yeah, and downtown. I can't wait. I do. That's where I'm going. That's but cool. I'm, but I'm going to go someplace where the HOA isn't insane. You and your eight yeah, cars? Yeah, me and my eight cars. <laughs> I'll tell you this, too, and not to go too far down this yeah. rabbit hole. Katie Temple lives downtown. Yeah. I'll make sure I'm a little over on the opposite side. You know how she gets on karaoke night. <laughs> what do you think her go-to is? Gloria uh, Gaynor? Yeah, Gloria Gaynor. I could probably see probably Jolene. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? It's in my head now. Katie singing Jolene yeah. out on the balcony. Which is a terrible overrated song. Terrible. Jolene is a terrible Have song. Have you heard Katie's version? No, I haven't. Voice of an angel. <laughs> That's so damn funny. Well, Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to websites. He's helped us with a bunch of websites that we couldn't be more proud of. Also, again, he's helped us with jakesprojects.org. Today, man, actually. How about it? Do you hear You know already? I happened? saw this. Absolutely. Ja I got the email. James Royal. Yep. Stepped up today. And same with Billy in the same day. Which was absolutely outstanding. And so, uh, very nice when there are people who are listening to the show that step up again. But Kyle Fluger has done a fantastic job with websites. If you have a business that either you're starting or you've had one, said the traffic could be a little bit better, Kyle Fluger's number 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. You saw what happened. I just did it live on the air. Amazon told me that book would be here yeah. today. Jeff Perlman, who's a friend of the show, 
And then they just casually say, oh, sorry, did we say today we meant tomorrow? And I said, oh, sorry, did I tell you to go fuck yourself? <laughs> I didn't, but I will now when I canceled the order. Done. Like, it was an impulse buy. I, I saw watching, you do it. I was no watching bullshit. the show. I'm like, ah, screw it. I don't need it right now. I'm reading Matt Coyle's book. But it's one thing if you cancel that order. It's another yeah. thing if people start canceling orders on your site. You can't have that happening. You got to make sure that everything's working in sync. And if it's not, give Flugs a call. Absolutely. Someone sent me a picture the other day of Kyle Fluger. And, um, and what they said, is this Kyle's wife? Is the question they asked me. Mm. It was not Kyle's wife at all in the picture. You know, and was I'm it going. Weezy Jefferson? And so it might as well have been. It was a lady that was much older. And I was like, no, that is not Kyle's wife. And so, but people are sitting there. We mentioned Kyle's name. People start yeah. looking up who are the people that you and I are talking about. What a bunch and, of stalkers. And I, that's, that's, it. that's exactly right. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting that people sit there and go, you guys talk about these people all the time. I need to know what they look like. That was not Kyle's wife. Okay. No. Calm down. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going March 24th. Okay. okay. That's the date we're going to go. So we're going to start with two people no longer with us. Louis Anderson just died. Just died. Just died is right. I sat uh, next. Did I tell you, I sat next to Louis Anderson in the movie Big. No, was he nice? It's a super nice guy. Super That's shy. Cool. Super nice guy. That's cool. Um, I'll say he would have been sixty-eight. Louis Anderson was born in nineteen fifty-three, uh, so that makes him. Oh, I think no. Oh, sixty-nine. Yeah, sixty-nine. Right. Yeah, that was close. Um, yeah. I'll say eight million. Uh, ten million dollars. Pretty right. good. good. Pretty good. You. Next one on here, Steve McQueen. Dude, that's a man's man. That's a coxman right there. Yeah, how about that? He took down Allie McGraw. Who else did he take down? Probably took down Barbara Walters. <laughs> probably took down Barbara. Died in 19, 1980. God, dinosaur, probably. Dinosaur. Uh, Steve McQueen today would have been 93. Very close, 92. Damn. How about that? Very close. Dude, Bullet, such a great movie. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, 21 million. $30 million. All right. Okay, here we go. Two more. You know, his kid's in, uh, his kid's in uh, Karate Kid. Is that right? Chad McQueen, yeah. Oh, I did, oh, that's that's his, right. I, that is yeah. right. I did yeah, know that. It's his kid. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Two more. Peyton Manning. Oh, dude, I got to think about this one. So Peyton Manning. Oh, this should be easy. You think so? Yeah, because. Let's say you break down the math. How are you figuring this out? Well, he's drafted in 98. I'm going to say he's 22 when he's drafted. That means he's born in 76. So 76 to 2000 would be 24. And then another 22 years. Let's say he's 46. 45. He's born in 77. Ah, damn it! Really good. All right, and I'm gonna say, hundred forty million. Three hundred million dollars. Fuck, dude. A lot of commercials. The best that guy. Yeah. A lot of commercials. All right, here's yeah. a guy that's. Uh, I know your wife loves the show, and at the same time, he went to USD. Jim Parsons. Oh, she does love Jim Parsons. Uh, let's say forty-three. Forty-eight. Really? Yep. Uh dude, that kid's loaded. I'm gonna say hundred twenty million. $160 million. Wow. Yeah, $160 million bucks for him. Good for him. There you go. Always great when he's on Dan Patrick's show. Oh, yeah. That's he's right. great on there because they fuck with him all the time. He's so funny. Yeah. What a cool dude. All right, here we go. Um, five random questions for you. Okay. 
Spring training games. Any desire to take your kids to spring training? Not as much. Man, I wish I could have taken them to the old days of Yuma and Peoria. Um, not as much, but a little bit. I was thinking about it today, how much fun that used to be as a kid to go over there and hang out. So I'm actually thinking about taking them to Phoenix May 7th for the UFC card. Oh, wow. Because it's uh, Charles Oliveira against Justin Gaethje for the championship. My buddy Mike Chandler is fighting Tony Ferguson. Uh, Rose Namahanas is fighting Carla Esparza. Like, really loaded card. So okay. we're thinking about going to Phoenix. And I was thinking about that, but I'm like, oh, shit. Spring training would be way over by May 7th. Yes. So, um, no, not as of now. You just you can't really get close to guys in 900 degrees out there, right? And then after the third inning, you're watching some guy who's going to play at Fort Wayne. So, no, I like going to – we like going to Elsinore, though. Yeah. I like that. So, no, I'd say no to spring training, yes to Elsinore. Where's the next place you'll take your kids on vacation? That is a great question. The next place uh, – wait, while I'm thinking of that, what about for you for spring training? No, I think spring training is overrated. used to be really fun. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, it's funny I, because I coach every summer in Arizona True. in June. I'm on the – we play on the same fields. Yeah. It's pretty cool for the kids, but – it's overrated for me. I'm like, if I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to spend the money going to Petco Park, actually seeing the best of the best play nine innings. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, your vacation question. My kids have been in Guatemala with their mom. Yeah, they just come, asking about this when you walked in. They're having a blast. They're absolutely having a blast. They got a little bit of Montezuma's revenge. Did they really? But they're, they're staying in great spirits. Um, my son Jack is just... He is the king of zero fucks given. He really is. And this guy, I mean, I looked at this picture of him today. I put it on social media. I saw it. Dude looks like he's 27 years old because he's lifting every day for football. And then he's running track in the afternoon. And he's filled out so much at like 14. Like I was dying looking at him. But uh, my buddy Jeff Reitz coached at Alabama a bunch of years ago. Coaching high school football up in the Inland Empire. He's like, man, he goes, I want to meet your son, right? He's a high school. And I go, dude, you'd love him. He's maintaining like a 3-5 GPA. Awesome. He's running track in the afternoon. He's the first guy on the field at football every day, which is so funny because for part of freshman ball, I was like, is he even going to stick it out? Yeah. And he, he loves it. Good. And, and, his, and Kate's doing the same thing. And they're just they're having a blast. But... You know, their guys, their mom is like, you know, I take them halfway across the world and they come home and they're watching TikTok videos. But yeah. <laughs> they've been watching, you know, they've been racing ATVs yeah. and trying all the food. And then today he and his mom just went out and had this insane sushi dinner. So, right. but yeah, um, so I think for us, the one thing that they've hit me up to do a lot is they want to go to Minneapolis. They do. They want to go to Minneapolis and see like, where it all happened, which yeah. I think is really, really nice. So I think that's probably going to be it. Okay. Um, Trying to do it this year? No, I don't think this year, okay. but I think I think 20, because this year is going to be a, I don't know what the fuck's going on for me, um, which is fine. It's great, right? Listen, man, anybody who's worked at a job where, where your bosses suck, <laughs> when you work somewhere and your bosses are great, and I'm so fortunate to be in that situation, and they're like, look, man, we, we got to send you on the road. Like, I'm traveling a lot between now and the end of the year. Um, 
so I it's really hard for me to plan vacations with them. Yeah, but uh, I think in I think in twenty three, probably spring break twenty three, uh, take them back to Minneapolis. There you go. Yeah, which would be really fun. There you go. How about where any travel? No, I'll drop oh, yeah, some, New York. yeah, yeah. We're going to Chicago, New York, Baltimore. We're hitting yeah. all those spots this year. That's fun. the plan. Thank goodness the baseball's back going again. Okay, after a meal. Do you prefer, this is funny, this is one of those questions I would, I would mess up for you and I've known you forever. Okay. After a meal, do you prefer sugar dessert, fruit, or nothing? It's funny, I've changed a lot. Um, uh, it used to be my wife and I would split something. Yeah, something sweet, like a... Like a Not crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't like really rich stuff. They yeah. man, my sons and their mom, they they can go that really rich. Yeah, not I, me. I, I can, yeah, I can too. You like rich stuff? Yeah. She and I would split like a creme brulee. Yeah, that was really good. But it's funny, Dave. Since um, the colonoscopy, like all of that, I've gotten rid of. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really like any of it. I don't know what happened. But I would have said nothing for you. I've never seen yeah. you eat anything like that. I've no. never seen you grab a candy bar after we've eaten. No, not anything yeah. like that. So. I brought a bunch of stuff home from them from from Canada. Yeah. Because they do a lot of I brought maple syrup, right? All those things. But it's funny. Like my friend Joe, it was her birthday, so I sent her a little care package. And in the care package there's milk duds, whoppers, Charleston chew, hot tamales, right? And it's yeah. like And so she sent me a picture and I got I went to Walmart right over here. And you know, like where you get the, um, like the movie boxes, right? Yeah. For like a buck yeah. 25. So I got like, I don't know, I got like five of them and just throw them in the box because you can't get any of that. And she's a fucking yoga instructor. She's sending me pictures. Milk duds are great. Now, it's like the, <laughs> like I'm saying, it's like the movie yeah. theater milk duds yeah. where it's like for you and your wife, for yeah. you and your kid. And then it's 10 minutes later. I haven't had whoppers in forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're like a seven year old kid. Calm down. Hang on, I got to hit these Charleston shoes. And I was like, you're gonna pass out. It's so funny. Um, but then I brought my kids, like I brought my kids and their mom, like a bunch of the Canadian candy bars, yeah. which are funny. But no, it's not not my thing. And. Yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker. I used to yeah. love when we were in high school, I could just go and drink black coffee. Yeah. Loved it. Um, and every now and then, man, like once a year, I'll have black coffee. But I, I don't do that. Uh, I don't really drink. I'm a big coffee drinker. I drank last week. We had so much fun. It was a new group that went, and we had so much fun it's just when you road trip and these are the guys i'll road trip for the rest of the year so yeah. i'm super excited because they're a fun group and they work really hard but we went out and we were downtown and ipas it was a rickards red dude so good the beer but then these guys are doing vegas bombs you ever had vegas bombs no. dave it's it's uh vodka and red bull and then in the middle of it, they just drop a shot of Crown Royal. Okay. So you've got the, sh- the like a big yeah. drink glass, and then the shot glass is in the middle. Yeah. You got to drink them together. These two maniacs I'm traveling with are so funny, and they're killing like four of those things. Then I'm like, all right, 
it's getting to be the anniversary of Erica's passing. And I was thinking about the Jack Daniels that we had right over here. And so I had a couple of Jack and Cokes last week, first time in like a year. And then Saturday, and they weren't, they were good, but they weren't pouring them very strong because I was fine. And then Saturday night, I got back from LA, right? The kids are gone. Everybody's gone. And it's, it's getting into like almost the anniversary And so I stopped at a little liquor store on El Cajon Boulevard on my way back, and I got a half pint of Jack Daniels. Never bought it in my life. I got a half pint pint that night, and and I was mixing it, and those were strong. (laughs) So I... Whoa, 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 a little more, cowboy. Yeah. (laughs) American Beauty, when he puts a little (laughs) bit (laughs) So I wiped out a half pint of Jack Daniels on Saturday night, just watching games uh, in tribute to my friend Erica and laughing about a really, yeah. really fun night with you, Lisa and Josh and, and Erica. And then I was like, I got to calm down. I'm a goddamn drunk. I've had three drunk, three drinks in four years. Um, every now and then like, like something like that. Yeah. But I'm not like an espresso drinker or yeah. anything like that. What about for you afterwards? Oh, um, it, It's funny as I've, I realized when I eat sugar now, maybe it's just getting older, I feel like shit. Like yeah. nothing makes me feel worse. I feel like, you know, when you put salt on a snail when you're a kid, yeah. I feel like that guy. I just yeah. feel like I have zero strength. I feel weak as can be. And I just don't do well with sugar. No. I just don't do well with sugar. And then uh, my doctor pointed this out to me, who's the guy you see all the time talking to Mark Sweeney and, and all the time in Pomerantz, um, who says, don't eat fruit after two o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Fruit after two o'clock in the afternoon will, will make it gain weight. Really? Yeah. It says, and, and he's just saying, you know, it, it's very interesting how he, he's one of those guys that says, when you go grocery shopping, yeah. never buy anything on the end. Every, I'm going to buy everything on the end. Don't buy anything in the middle, meaning the vegetables, the fruits, everything on the, on the outside of a grocery store is good for you. Everything in the middle is bad for you. Oh, that's fun. All the processed foods, everything is, really? is bad for you. And I'm not a, a health nut, but I just know when I eat, sugar i feel terrible i yeah. used to, i used to love it love it i was a huge chocolate person now all of a sudden i just feel sick as can be uh i wish i knew the name of these things i think they're called organic remedies yeah it's like a smoothie and i don't know i they they sell for like if you try to buy them on amazon i swear they're like five bucks a pop but i found them one place for like three bucks each and then I found them last week where if you bought one for three, you got the second one for two. And I bought a bunch of those. And that's kind of what I've been doing in the morning. Yeah. That's good. And then I find that I drink about at least probably a liter and a half of water every day, too. Yeah, that's smart. And then uh, two pints of blackberry brandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more questions for you. Okay. Could you see yourself ever owning a boat or an RV? Uh. No on a boat, because I love that saying, right? Yeah. The two best days of buying the boat are, are being a boat owner or buying it and selling it. Yeah, the day you buy it, the day you sell it. Um, an RV, I think, would be fun. I just, there's no way I could drive that thing. Drive it, park it. Yeah, especially now, gas that yeah. thing up. Do both of them. How much does it cost to gas up a boat? Jesus Christ, right? So I'm going to say no on both. What I'm about with you. for you? No on both. 100%. No on both. Uh, it's not my thing. I know enough people that own boats, thank goodness, that we, I don't have to do it. Now, we drive the Strand all the time. Yeah. Because we love going to Coronado and hanging out. And we're always 
jealous. My kids and I think like down the strand where you get um, down by the K's, there's a certain area. It's the strand beach. Yeah. And there's a whole area where people have parked RVs and you go by and there's like bonfires and different things going on. That looks great. Yeah. But again, it would, if somebody was like, Hey, you can rent the RV, right. And you just park your car on Friday afternoon and then clear out Monday morning. I would do that in a minute. I think your kids would love it. Yeah. Yeah. But if they were like, okay, well you have to drive this thing from, you know, from El Centro and then drive through the Arby's drive through in it. Yeah. Scraping up everything. Dude, we'd get right by Golden Acorn. I'd just roll that thing down the hill. <laughs> It'd be like a behind the music. They'd interview Leonard Skinner, even though they had no nothing shit. to do with it. No shit. <laughs> That's that documentary. <laughs> Leonard Skinner's on all the time. That's good. Once. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you have a go-to excuse for being late? Which is funny because you were late tonight. That was, but I wrote it a long time ago. Do you, have, do you have a go-to, or what's the go-to excuse people give you at work? Well, it's fu- well, I love it because my buddy Nick Kennecke, who I love, texts me today. Hey, running late. There's an accident on the freeway. I'm like, what goddamn freeway do you think I'm on? <laughs> so dumb, dumbest kid ever. Um, no, my team's great, man. My team's great. If those guys are running late, it's I'm I'm not worried about yeah. it. They. I'm, I tell you, Dave, man, anybody out there who's a manager, you know when you got – I've had guys – I'm so lucky. The guys – everybody who's been on my team for the last pre, uh, po, you know, pre and post-COVID, I only had one guy. Yeah. Um, my buddy Pat Smith got promoted from my team. I love him. He's just the funniest guy. And I always yell at him because you know, Blackhawks fan. But I, he's great. My buddy Connor Yingling promoted. Yeah. My buddy Nick Rogers, who I love, moved to North Carolina. He's amazing. Jimmy Hughes, our guy, is a rock star. Nick Kennecke came to me from Kaplan's show. I, I can't think. You know who, who sent him to me was uh, Allie. Oh, okay. Allie Rat told me, you're going to love Kennecke. She's exactly right. And my buddy uh, Jason Hernandez came to me. Uh, from Callaway. Yeah. I think that's everybody. I don't think I'm missing. Oh, my buddy, Mike Rippins. Jesus, Mike listens to the show. Mike would have been like, thanks, Chef. I just left your team two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, Mike Rippins is a star. All those guys. I love those guys, man. And I'm so fortunate. And we just lost Chris Carlin. Chris Carlin was at Upper Deck for 24 years. And he and I would sit in these interviews and we would just goddamn laugh. Because I, Carlin... Carlin asked such good questions. You ever have to interview people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. So Carlin would always, we'd always want to know like what questions you have to ask. But I, I just love it because I can remember every guy that I just mentioned when they came in and I said, I've got the video reel in my head. It feels like the SNL auditions, right? Because yeah. they were all just young and excited and ready to go. And yeah. they've just, they've crushed it for us. But, um, like, you would just sit there, and I say to Carlin, I go, I know within, I really do, Dave, I don't say this, um, being a smartass, I know within three minutes if somebody's going to be yeah. good. Mark Wilkins, who writes for Mad Friars, yeah. uh, he's joining Upper Deck. Right. We stole a Mad Friars, I mean, he's going to keep writing for John, uh, but he starts with us April 11th. I knew three minutes into the interview. I wanted him, and then... Uh, 
the jerks at copywriting stole him, but that's fine. I'm thrilled <laughs> he's in the building. Uh, Ernie, I knew, yeah. you know, Ernie I've known for 30 years, but I think you know, I know within three minutes. And the funniest thing is, um, what I always tell the guys on my team, like like Nick and, and Jason and Jimmy, is I'm interviewing for them too. Because the people coming in have to blend in with the team. And if they don't blend in, uh, they're not good. So, yeah, that's it. What about the question was, what's your, what's your go-to excuse for being late? Do you have one? Oh, but, oh, see, that's the thing. Sorry. All the people I go to, yeah. we always say in the interview, hey, man, the job's eight to five. And we had one guy, one guy in our time um, that was later didn't show up. And it upset everybody on the team. Yeah. And nice guy, but he was the one guy who wasn't a fit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was there late last night. It was like what was this? What, what, why couldn't he wait to five? Do you have something going on? Yeah, just different stuff. Reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. You know, yeah, but, I can't believe there aren't any jobs out there. Yeah, unless you want to work forty hours a week. Yeah, <laughs> but but to me, I'm the representative of everybody on the team. Yeah, and if you start running late, oh, I I'd call you on that. But I don't have to worry about any of my guys. They're there every day. But last night, I'm there late, right, and. Like, oh, man, it's a long day. I wonder if I can make this up, right? Cut out earlier in the yeah. week. Like, that's eh, it's kind of douchey. Fuck it. I'll just, I'll own it. And then today, the accident, get in there at like 9.15. Yeah. I'm like, well, guess I'm even. <laughs> not really. It wasn't your time, Mr. Hand. Yeah. That's not what you would have done yeah. on your free time is sit but, in traffic. No, I mean, those guys know. Yeah. The, the, no, I'm really, that's the one thing. You got to be there every day. And I told you, my one buddy got sick day after Thanksgiving break, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And they just started, everybody on my team mocked me and played the clip of Dwight and Michael. Yeah, it was great. Calling Oscar with WebMD. And they're like, that's you and Carlin yeah. right there. If any of us get sick, you know, I said, I come from radio, man. You're, you're sick. The show doesn't exactly go Exactly right. But no, the, I, don't, I don't really have one, and thankfully these guys don't I think either. the best go-to excuse, I've never used it, but I think the best go-to excuse that you'd get a pass at your work, if someone called you and said, dude, I'm running late because the dog got out. I can't just go to work with the dog running the neighborhood. i got to get my dog back. I'd be like, all right, well, when you get him, send me a picture of you and the dog. <laughs> That's easy to do if the dog never got out. <laughs> it's true. Here I am. I'm back. The dog's in the kennel. Hey, Jeff, I'm on my way. I got a picture with the dog. Yeah. I like it. We get... Uh, I want to picture the dog at today's newspaper. Well, the f we do this all the time, and I'll leave you with this. So we get we get people that have cards, right, and, yeah. and cards that have gotten destroyed, and they'll call, and they're all upset that the dog got a hold of the cards. Yeah. And I do the same thing every time, and the guys on my team do it too. We're like, listen, we'll try to help you out, but we got to see a picture of the cards and the dog. Dude, I'm telling you. These goddamn dogs, Dave, they know they're guilty. They know they're busted. And we've had like 10 pictures come in. It's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. And we always hook up the owner. You yeah. know? We're like, send him something. It's nothing major. But I'm telling you, you Bama knows when she's yeah. done something wrong, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Dude, if you love dogs and that dog is guilty, that is the funniest shit in the world to me. So it's always, you know, Rufus or <laughs> Maxie or somebody and they've done something wrong, but... Yeah, no, thankfully we don't. Uh, what about kids to practice? What if they show up late? It's, uh, here's how I run it with that. That's funny you say that. If a kid doesn't have his driver's license, I give him a pass. Yeah. Because I go, look, your parents have jobs. Right. You know, Tough. it's not your fault you can't get here. If a kid has his driver's license and he's late, then he's in trouble. Yeah. That's on you. Running? Yeah, it's usually running. 
Yeah, that's good. But like it's that. uh it's it or or they aren't starting next game, whatever. Oh, yeah. But if it seriously, if you have a driver's license, you're supposed to be responsible. It's on you to be there on time. There's no excuse for that. Yep. But like uh, I never punish a kid for their parents ever. All right, so we're back on Sunday, correct? Yeah, we'll see you then. All right. Sneaky backscreen door, I like 